Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. jumper today peter thanks thank you uh would you if you want to purchase one ben potter yeah or anyone else who might be listening right now, yeah uh, they can do so by going to triple dot mup forward slash shop what's that shop um i got home yesterday after the stream and was just like well that's the last of my on-screen commitments for the week i'll uh, put that in the washing machine oh. came in I knew we had a podcast to do anyway, and I, st- I just didn't. I just didn't even make the the brain connection, and so I'm wearing my my dad jumper. But now that we're on all audio, well, not all audio formats, but a lot of them, all <laughs> yes. of the di- dis- distribution services, we're working on vinyl. Um, you can pretend that you're wearing the. Hoodie oh, that's true. For people who aren't watching the video, I'm yeah. wearing a delightful burgundy triple jump hoodie. I think it's maroon. Actually, is the color description on the website yeah mm. i wanted a navy one uh, but apparently we'll get those next month okay lovely mm. there's lots of colors available you mm. should go pick your favorite very pretty peter is wearing a uh, rabbit costume yeah with the uh, the thighs cut out of it mm-hmm. and the thighs and the ass and the ass <laughs> yeah in fact most of it is cut out all there is is two little bits of fur on each nipple mm-hmm. yeah and he's got a big tattoo that says triple rump with an arrow oh that snakes God. all the way around his body Absolutely. and then just points directly to the buttocks yeah. on his back, and on then his backside. There's arrows pointing to my furry nipples that says mm-hmm. double hump on there. <laughs> Slow down. Children play here. Oh, my no, God. No, no, they do no, not. They don't. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Triple Jump podcast. I can't remember if I say which episode it is at the beginning. Just don't. I'm not gonna. It's a week... And this is a podcast. I'm Ben. I'm Peter. And uh, this is the the podcast that we do as part of our video game YouTube channel, Triple Jump. Lots of people are letting us know that in their suggested bars, they're getting athletics competitions Loads popping of up. Are getting it, yeah. Um, in our special uh, Insight plugin that we have on our web browsers that tells us all sorts of video statistics and stuff, mm. uh, it is saying, "Hey, you could gain uh, some views from this similar video to what you're uploading right now." And it was a it was an athletics competition again. It was the triple jump indoor championships from a couple of weeks ago. But wasn't the thumbnail of sort of ladies' it was, bottoms? It was lady bums. Lady yeah. bums. Yeah, in it was like tight, sort of lycra sporty. 
Precisely, which yeah. I think is probably where they got most of their views from. Mm. Uh, so Peter and I are working on some big, big bare bottom we're thumbnails. We're working on some big bare bottom mm. thumbnails. Yeah, so yeah. look forward, we're not, but look forward to those. This is a video game podcast. I don't know if I mentioned that. Uh, we've got some questions from you guys. We're going to be talking about what we play. We've got some weird news and also a big discussion at the end mm. of the show. Uh, P- Peter of Austin. Yes. What's the first question? The first question comes from MacIver, the Mark. Oh, He's a real mark. How do you feel about the rumoured attempts by Sony to buy Take-Two slash Rockstar in order to make GTA PlayStation exclusive? Oh, I see. GTA PlayStation exclusive, amongst other things. It sounds like absolute madness to me. It is. That's what the question says. That wasn't my response. But I think we both agree that it, it is madness. It sounds like absolute madness. Because yeah. clearly this rumour was total BS anyway, because we've had rumours like this in the past. Like, I think Xbox was linked with buying EA at one point mm. or Activision. And it's absurd. I don't think uh, Sony, even maybe in its entirety, probably has the capital to buy uh, to buy Take-Two. No. Uh, who Not is this if... huge publishing giant. Uh, with with the Rockstar money, the GTA money coming in, it, it, imagine the price tag they would be able to justifiably put on the rights to GTA. Yeah. Well, just the rights to GTA. Just, like, yeah, literally just GTA. They would also get ownership else. of Grand Theft Auto, Red Dead Redemption, everything that 2K, who are also owned by Take-Two, which is confusing, own, including Bioshock, Bioshock. and Borderlands and all the sports franchises and stuff. Take-Two... Uh, I don't know their net worth, but I imagine that their board of directors would not be happy about selling up or mm. wouldn't be willing to sell up. No. Uh, so this rumor seemed weird anyway, but it caught a lot of traction this week. Oh, God, they're hoovering upstairs again. They always, I think they wait until the podcast it's begins. midday on a Friday and they're hoovering upstairs. I uh, I listened back to one of my voiceovers the other day that I'd recorded in the downstairs room. Yeah, and the you know, downstairs, the, the room. downstairs, the qu- room. next to the quiet place where we do the voiceovers. And you know mm. the creaky, you know it's really creaky when you're down there. If oh, someone's yeah. walking above. As I was listening to it, it sounded like it was coming from above. I don't know how that happened. I don't know if it's because we're just inbuilt as humans to think if they hear creaky floorboards, it's coming from the ceiling. Mm. But I thought I should leave this in the video and spook the listeners, especially Ooh. if you live in a bungalow. That oh, would yeah, be that would horrible. really scare him. Yeah. I actually, it has so irreparably intruded on one of my voiceovers, which mm. was the exclusive still to, not exclusives, the the upcoming, it's getting louder, isn't it? it? Is getting They're getting louder. really enthusiastic about hoovering up we'll there. We'll just talk over it um, about it. Yes. So sp- loud noises, etc. Yeah. Uh, it was in the, the video I made about... Um, games that are still to come in 2019 right there's a bit where it shows some uh yoshi's crafted world or woolly world or one Mm -hmm. of the two whichever one is isn't out yet um and they're jumping along and i'm talking about a a benign or 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 an omnipotent uh recycling god right and there's a noise that comes from somewhere because there's loads of noise um and it just sounds like something's just been smacked. And it's right. like, oh, wait, it wasn't me. I was I was just reading. Yeah. And so what I did is I animated on screen them jumping on a recycling bin that then spun off into the distance. That was perfectly timed with the smack sound effect. Exactly. Because I was like, I can't mask this sound, so it's just going to have to be part of the video, and I'm going <laughs> to have to pretend that it, <laughs> that it was intentional. I hope you got a release form signed from the people upstairs. Oh, God, that. no. Well, I think... Uh, uh, oh, God. 
Oh my god, all the, the trains sounds, are coming. The trains out. people there was a are sneezing. sneeze that won't have been caught um, on the camera, on the microphone. I think when we're downstairs, the people that are upstairs are technically cultaholics. cultaholics so yeah, I, we I think we're safe in terms of securing rights. But anyway, what do you make of all this nonsense? Yeah, about this, this massive buyout. I mean, uh, the one thing that did spring to mind, although generally speaking, I think people people monopolizing things that's that's a bad idea yeah just as a as a general rule someone owning everything not great is me and we've already well exactly and we we've already talked in a previous podcast about how youtube are you know the the market leaders in providing video distribution yeah and uh it's never good if someone gets too big for their boots and can Mm. just dictate how the industry works but on Mm. the other hand you talk of you talk of disney yes who now not only own all the disney things from the past 50 years but also everything owned by fox uh they own marvel um they they've recently don't they they now own the x-men the because that was Fox. That was Fox, yeah. But now they're able to, because they own Marvel, presumably they'll be able to start bringing in X-Men into their Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yes. Uh, they own The Simpsons. They own Star Wars. Star Wars. So the one good thing about doing things like that, as I say, with X-Men and Marvel now being owned by the same people. I feel like Marvel is the only example that makes sense <laughs> in this whole sordid business. Is is the crossover <laughs> capabilities. Yeah, which is how it should have always been. Yeah. I mean, you know, you talk, there was this, the classic hilarious meme of the past couple of months where there was the petition to get Shaggy into Mortal Kombat 11. <laughs> yes. And he, Shaggy is owned by Warner Brothers, who also, yeah. in, by a, a chain of command, own Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. So they could have done that if they wanted to. They probably didn't want Shaggy Do to be sliced up by Scorpion. No, probably not. So I think that's mainly the reason they didn't do it. But So Injustice then. Yeah. Injustice 3. Injustice 3. Shaggy pre-ordered DLC confirmed. But I do like the idea that like if if some ludicrous buyout happened where one company owned loads and loads and loads of IP, imagine the sort of Smash Bros, oh, PlayStation nice Battle Royale style game that could be created with like incredible. I mean, just going off that, you could have like you could have some GTA characters versus uh, you know John Marston, mm-hmm. a Big Daddy, uh, you know who else? Mad Moxie in there. Yeah, um, uh, John Cena. From two w, one of the top oh, WWE yeah. games, <laughs> and some basketball players, maybe. Yeah, let's. Do you know any basketball players? Uh, I, I could probably name one just from popular culture, but I think we should invent what we think a basketball player's name would be. So not Michael Jordan is what you're saying. Not Michael Jordan. Okay. Um. Uh. uh, 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 uh Brandon, uh, that's an American. Yeah. Name. Brandon. Uh, Long legs. Lo- well, yeah. Brandon Tallboy. Brandon Tallboy. There yeah. we go. So Brandon Tallboy versus John Cena in there. Yeah. But I'd, I'd be more excited about the cart racer, to be honest. Than oh, the, my than God, the, the cart racer. Yeah. I just got spooked by my own microphone there. I forgot it was there. Just oh. smacked it with my face. Okay. Uh, we now turn to Push Square, who have, well, not them themselves, but report on the rebuking of the rumor. Okay. Uh, the source of the rumor, a Wedbush securities, an- securities analyst. Wedbush? Wedbush. That's where you go to propose, isn't it? In front of the Wedbush. In front of the Wedbush. No, maybe in the village that you're from up north. <laughs> You've got to go yeah, get betrothed to... by the Wedbush. You tie a ribbon on the Wedbush and, and leave an <laughs> offering to the local white witch. Yes, the Wiccan witch. Yes. A uh, Wedbush securities analyst named Joel Kulina quickly poured cool water on escalating flames, claiming that it all started with unconfirmed market speculation or hearsay. 
people are just words. just rumoring around the office. Yes. Cool water they poured on the escalating flames. Not cold water. Not cold water. Just moderate. It was wearing sunglasses. Semi-chilled. A Bloomberg tech reporter named Yuji Nakamura later followed up with the Japanese giant itself, which said there is no truth to the story. So as we'd assumed all along, it's it's a load of ball hops. Yeah. Um, That was a fun new word I invented. Ball hops. Ball hops. Yeah, a load of buglods. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know, that sounds too close it to does, something yeah. that could someone right, could get yeah. arrested for. Um so yeah, that that would that would be madness if it did happen. Uh and if it did, you'd you'd have to imagine that Sony wouldn't make a lot of these franchises exclusive because part of the reason they make so much money is that they're on almost yeah, everything. Yeah, true. You probably make more um, money allowing Microsoft and maybe Nintendo and PC to to have these things on their own platforms. Yeah. yeah. Microsoft owns Minecraft now and it's still supported yeah, exactly. across PlayStation yeah, platforms and so it just doesn't make business sense That's if they the were to thing. do it to keep like, it to themselves it, it's one thing sort of thinking oh I want a piece of that you know Rockstar Pie or uh, you know I want mm. X game from Take 2 but you know PlayStation are already making some excellent games if anything I would expect Xbox to be like oh we desperately need to up our you know the IP that belongs to Microsoft you know that we could potentially have as exclusive yeah and they you know if anyone's going to do it you would think Microsoft would desperately be scrabbling around to buy up companies so Sony of all people while I'm sure they probably have not the capital for everything but for for at least some of that deal mm. i don't know why it would interest them they're doing all right i'd like to think yeah they've they've got a, a fantastic collection of first party studios I yeah think. i think they're okay they're okay without this as as incredible and weird as that would be let's move on peter let's it's time for what we play in oh so what we play in peter is this groundbreaking section mm. where we talk about what we play in that's it. That's what we do. You're a fast learner. I am. I've learned already. Um, Peter, what are you playing currently? I am playing currently. Well, not currently, because right now I'm actually recording a podcast. <laughs> oh, you are. <laughs> I can see that. Oh. But uh, uh, within the past 24 hours at time of recording, Ben and I played a lovely game called A Way Out. <gasps> a, a Way Out? A Way Out. Yeah. Explain to the good uh, the good people at home what A Way Out is no, in a bet. broad sense. You bet I will. Um, it's... It seems like it's going to be a a long, super fun, cooperative experience about mm. a jailbreak. Mm. Um, spoilers: We streamed for two hours uh, last yesterday, yesterday evening. Vod going out on Monday. Vod going out on Monday, yes. And um, we escaped the jail before we even finished the stream. So, sort of an hour and a half, maybe into the uh, into the game. Yeah, that wasn't the end of the game. Mind. No, it continues very much after that. So, uh, but it. You know, whether you're disappointed with that or not, which I think we both were a little bit, that, mm. you know, it'd be nice to do a bit more of the jail stuff. That was fun. Um, the one thing that you can take a bit of solace in is, is that it's a fairly unique multiplayer cooperative experience, isn't yes. it? It's, it's split screen. You can play it locally. I think you can still play it online, though, as well, can't you? It can only be played in co-op. You can't play it on your own. No, yeah, but um, I mean, but you can yes, play with can someone else. On, it can be played online. But when you play it online, it's still split screen. Yeah, so, so you, you still see, see what, what the doing. other person is up to. Yeah, um, and it's got this sort of dynamic... The, the split screen itself is like changes depending on what's going on. Sometimes like one half of the screen will have cinematic widescreen bars on it and the other one won't. Yeah, um, Peter but, was butt naked and I was just yeah. looking over the barriers at his butt naked character in a cutscene. This is oh, great. Yeah, in the game, in the game. Oh, yeah. right. Yes. Um, 
And uh, but but yeah, that aspect of it, even though the some of the voice acting is a little bit ham fisted. Hey, come on, we have gotta go break hey, out now. What did the prison? We need a fur. How are we gonna stop the fan? Uh, it's a little <laughs> bit like Rocky after he's been in the ring for more than ten rounds. Yes, um, which is saying something. Yeah, uh, but it's it was fun. Like mechanically, you know, it's quite it's it it seems more engaging for the other player. So what you're mm. doing personally interests the other player yeah. which with a lot of cooperative games it doesn't really it's but ba- you're basically just playing the campaign together but you're almost going like two lone wolves who, who happen to be fighting who gets the, the objective first yeah, exactly triggers yeah. the cutscene. um yeah. but yeah i was i was sometimes watching what ben was doing on his side of the screen screen looking oh, oh screen, God, screen peeking yeah. and uh realizing oh my guy's just standing in the middle of the you know the gym or whatever mm-hmm. um so yeah, I think uh, so far I'm really enjoying it. I'll be interested to see where it goes now that we're out of jail. But um, yeah. yeah, it's a, a fairly unique multiplayer split screen co-op experience. It is. And we'll be streaming more of it on Thursday, probably. Yeah. That's going to be our new Thursday game when we stream together. Uh, I imagine we'll probably finish it within like three streams yeah. or thereabouts because it's not the longest game in the world. Mm-hmm. I've played it before, but yeah. I'd, uh, I have similar sentiments to you in that... It's it's derily derily Wonkums. Derily Dunk Duncums, yeah. Yeah, derily uh Derry Wonkums at time mm. at times. But um like on the whole as a unique cooperative experience. There's nothing like it. It's really well made and it's very polished. It's just the dialogue and the story just falls off a cliff almost yeah. immediately. Um, I mean, so, literally, one of the characters in his animation for getting down off a cliff is sometimes it's just, just, just falling, just first. falling. Yeah, like those GTA sort of tumbles you can do where you mm-hmm. jump in the air and press the attack button, and it's and just you just sort of fall face down onto the pavement. Yeah, I think uh, if you if you didn't catch our stream uh, from this past week, then I would recommend watching the vod because I thought it was a very entertaining, yeah, a very a entertaining time. romp. It was good fun. Yeah, uh, and again, more of that on Thursday. Um, ben. I've been playing a lot of Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare Remastered. I was about to ask you the question. What have you been... Ben, what have you been playing? I'll tell you, Peter. I've been playing a lot of Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare Remastered. Okay. Uh, And I'm really liking it. Sometimes with multiplayer games, I get very frustrated. Mm. And oh boy, do I get very frustrated at Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare Remastered. Yeah. It's a good name. Um, I initially didn't bother picking this up like a lot of people because it was bundled in exclusively with Call of Duty um, Infinite Warfare right. from a couple of years ago to sort of drive sales because they were sort of dropping off a little bit. Yeah, oh, people play that old one that they liked. We'll just yeah, get them we'll to just, play that again. We'll just remake that. Well, it's a, it's a remake in that I've, it's on their new engine, right. um, but it still plays exactly the same as it used to. Okay. So I just, I, it's a real return to form because I used to play that so much mm. at the time. And, you know, it's it's going back to three kill streaks gets you a UAV, five gets you an airstrike, seven gets you a helicopter. Obviously, what that means is now that people aren't terrible at the game, there are some people who are terrible at the game. Yeah. Uh, what it means is that there's a UAV triggered almost every five seconds. Yeah. So... You, you you pretty much have to get the perk that hides you from UAVs. Otherwise, everyone right. knows where you are all the time. And there's just helicopters probably flying around oh, constantly. Absolutely constantly. Mm. Um, I did have a, a career best match the other day. Uh, I played uh, a game of domination where it's basically there's A, B, and C zones that you have to capture and oh, hold. Yeah. Um, on the map Shipment, which is the one with the shipping containers. Is that the really small the one? The really small map where that. everyone's bumping into each other all the time. And the A, B, and C in this instance were about 
two seconds sprint away from each other, yeah. just separated by shipping containers. So there's grenades flying everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I got... Uh, <clears throat> I died... I think... I can't remember. I took a screenshot. I died somewhere in the teens, the late teens, like right. 17 deaths. And I got... 91 kills. Sorry, can you see? I got 91 kills. 91 kills. And the closest was about uh, sort of like 50 to 60. Oh my God, you're Um, some kind of beast. I know. I've never been able... I'll never repeat it again, I'm sure. Uh, But they've added all sorts of new game modes that people like, like uh, like Prop Hunt is in there now, which is fun. Uh, There's tons of new game modes that they didn't have in there before. Gun game, things like that that they've Mm -hmm. added later on. It does have those loot crates. Oh, boy. We love those loot crates. They are just cosmetic, but they do make it a big part of the experience. It really is right there in your face. Do they have Um, a really flashy sort of satisfying opening animation? Oh, it's so satisfying. That just gets your dopamine absolutely pumping. They've got a special loot crate lad uh, who's sitting outside a, a sort of a a big old airplane mm-hmm. and he's got his smuggled goods in it. Oh. And he, when he gets, when you choose to buy something, he stands up and goes, all right. And the camera zooms up into the plane and the loot crate opens and there's like explosions. <laughs> and then a, a hand reaches out from the PlayStation 4 and it fondles your genitals. Oh my goodness me. Yeah. So people, you know, it's addictive. It's gambling. I mean, but it, yeah, you do get a nice that. little, a nice little rub down every yeah, time. You would. Um, but apart from that, like it's it's great. And the, obviously they've remastered the single player as well, which I haven't touched yet. I've just right. done the multiplayer because I've been playing with friends and it's been lovely. But mm. uh, yeah, that's what I've been playing. When are they going to uh, remaster Call of Duty 2? I love that That's game. your favorite, isn't it? Well, it's not not necessarily. Peter Austin made that game all by himself. Where did that come from? I that's your favorite, isn't it? I remember you I telling just... me about it fondly the other day and I just thought, well... Peter Austin must must mean that, that must it's his be favorite game. Not just his favorite ever. Call of Duty, but yeah, yeah, his favorite game. In fact, not even game. It's his fa- favorite it's thing. It's his favorite. Yeah. Peter Austin. Peter Call of Duty 2 Austin mm. by Deedpole. He's changed his name. That's me. Yeah. Yeah. You like that one, though. It was good. Yeah. I mean, it's not. it, it lacks a lot of the uh, maneuverability of the others. You can't sprint. Mm. You're just sort of wandering around. I don't think there's even any head bob, if memory oh, serves. Oh, really? Yeah. It's just very oh, sort of wow. stiff. But uh, a lot of fun, a lot of uh, rooftop sniping and stuff. Yeah. Sniping, sniping. Anyway, that's yeah. what we're playing. <clears throat> let's let's move on to the next question. Mm. This comes from. Oh, we should also mention that all these questions have come from patrons oh, over yeah. at patreon.com forward slash team triple team jump. triple jump team triple jump. So if you want to ask questions that can be featured on here, please do go there. We post about it usually the day before we record, yeah. and. Uh, Questions that we think are wonderful, but we don't have space for in the schedule, we put to one side and we hold on to for a rainy day. Mm. So don't worry if you're asking a question, it's not being featured. There's a good chance it's in the bank Yeah, for later. Unless it was a stupid Unless it was question. rubbish. Liam Hammond asks, have you guys ever wanted to work on the back end of gaming like the building process of a game? So development, I'm mm. assuming. Well, I, I picked this one because I just wanted to address it, really. Yeah, you've got sort of some level of previous in yeah this. i did work in game development i worked in game development only for six months mm. uh, but i worked at uh splash damage in london um who made the who made brink mm. people remember brink they yeah. made dirty bomb which was a free-to-play shooter Ew, dirty um, bomb. Yeah. loads of stuff it, i think they they worked on some ports and also the multiplayer offering for a, a few gears of war games and oh, okay. stuff they sort of focus on multiplayer stuff right uh splash damage and uh, i went in there as a a production tester or a qa tester or whatever you want to call it 
um, but I, I had a focus on um, audio. So I was right. in, um, I think it was a couple of times a week, we had production meetings that we had to go to for our specific speciality and department. So I was uh, going and meeting with the uh, the audio guys that mm-hmm. were the that were working on the project. Um, I don't think it's even still been announced yet. I don't actually know. Um, and so, yeah, I, d- I did that for six months and then I got a job doing video stuff, which I was far more qualified to do. Right. Um, and um, yeah, that was it. So I I have worked in game development and it was really interesting and, and, and fascinating. And how, how does one QA, how does one test audio? Did you just play games and listen to them? <laughs> well, we had, we had a checklist, basically. Right. The whole system, when you think about how game design has got to, has got to work, mm. like building a massive game with a team of 200 people, there's just, it's all sort of hierarchy and structure yeah. and everybody's reporting to everybody all the time. So everybody knows what it, every, someone else is working on. And there were workflows that we were going through. And when new updates were put into the build that we were testing, we had to go through and test the uh, like the, the new, uh, basically we, ju- we just had to work our way through a checklist and test uh, that all the sounds were happening when they were meant to happen. Okay. So like um, getting in-game unlocks or whatever at a certain point in the game Mm. like we had to make sure that that was making the sound that it was meant to make when it was meant to make it and if it didn't then we had to report that and then work with the person who were who basically was in charge of fixing it yeah to then make sure that it then worked again and then that didn't then break something else right so it's all kind of a house of cards yeah trying to take stuff out when it doesn't work and put something back in without ruining something else and were you almost encouraged to try and make it not work in testing like i've heard that there's an element of that like yeah some certainly from a gameplay perspective maybe not so much from an audio perspective but if you're like testing gameplay Mm -hmm. You're, you're almost you're encouraged to, to like drive through walls and stuff yes. and yeah. absolutely so we and that was incorporated into like the workflow of what we had to test it right. was things like have you tried doing this in this weird way because it broke it previously right um but we're you know then we'd have like downtime when we weren't working through the daily i think they were called smoke tests we weren't through working through the daily smoke tests and we were just like messing around in the in the game trying to break stuff mm. and that Sounds fun, potentially, but when you're doing it in a very early build of a game yeah. all day, every day. Probably it, the same level most of the time. Or well, exactly the same, same locations level over yeah. and over again. And uh, I would actually quite like to to say very quickly that the my time at Splash Damage was wonderful. Mm. And I've heard some absolute horror stories of working in QA, like working horrible shift hours, like overnight and stuff, and they bring people in. We were treated like an invaluable me- like the invaluable members of the team that QA really are because yeah. you can play games that haven't been QA tested properly God, and you we know, know nowadays particularly yeah. like lately because now you can just patch stuff out so it's like oh we won't QA it that much we'll yeah. just you know we'll fix it later yeah but what about you have you ever like felt an inclination to go into that kind of line of work or have you been interested in it before like i think a lot of people of our generation when they were kind of i don't know between like 10 and 15 maybe they might have thought oh i'd love to like make games because you have a sort of probably quite a not an accurate image in your head of what it would be like that Mm. you just sort of go in there's just sort of assets there already for you Yeah, you just start building yeah you just put them in it's like lego yeah and then at the end of the day you've already got like level one done and it's like this this awesome game that you've always wanted to make and i think in that respect the map editor exactly well so that's what i was going to say so in that respect i probably thought once upon a time, oh, I'd like to make games. I think as I grew older and realized, 
you know, after doing work experience, uh, not even anywhere relevant, but just realizing how work in general actually is, you yeah. know, it's like, oh, it's not actually very fun. That's why you get paid to do it. Mm. Um, I may have thought, probably don't want to go into that gaming thing. But I was big into map editors as a kid. So, you know, if, if the, I think the closest I could see myself wanting to be, you know, uh, kind of behind the scenes on gaming is if I had the patience, mm. I wouldn't say no to like modding stuff and like building kind of extra fan made content. Yeah. Because that is a little bit more like building blocks kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, I've done some stuff with Elder Scrolls before. Um, I was going to say, you should just go work at Bethesda. It just sounds like they did da, 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 <laughs> reuse the same engine, literally da, 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 build the worlds fast. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's a little bit like when we did Skyrim Zoo last year. Yeah. You know, a lot of that was almost, it was me uh, kind of using some ideas that I'd always wanted to use in like online video. I like, yeah. I've always wanted to like make machinima as well, but I mm. never really got around to doing it properly. But like, yeah, I used to play, I used to build a lot of uh, maps on Stronghold. They're like, uh, strategy castle building medieval game yeah. on PC. That was a lot of fun. Uh, and I used to do a lot in um, Time Splitters Future Perfect as well. Oh, the map man. editor on that. That was a lot of fun. The, the extent of my experience with level editing or level creation in Time Splitters Future Perfect was just making a room that had all of the best weapons <laughs> in it and just seeing what happened. <laughs> right, yeah. And it was amazing. No, like, to, like the more complex a level editor is, the more fun I would at least try to have with it. Eventually you reach a point where it's just too difficult to understand. But yeah. like a lot of uh, level editors have the ability to add like triggers and effects and stuff. So like once you, the character walks into this certain zone on the floor, like mm -hmm. that makes something blow up or something yeah. like that. You know, things like that are a lot of fun. Just trying to trying to tile that together in a, in a less abstract way than I think it would be if you were an actual game developer where it's all just right. code and stuff like that. Well, having said that, um, Media Molecule is, is one example that leaps to mind where they've actually hired some of their player base mm. who've made incredible things in their game, yeah. uh, in Little Big Planet to be specific. But um, Dreams is, I believe, starting to roll out this year, mm -hmm. and that's essentially a full-on game engine where you can create your own experiences and games in it so well, in that kind of building block style so. yeah yeah absolutely so yeah that looks a lot of fun i'll, I'll definitely be playing dreams i think mm -hmm. i've never played little big planet and i don't know why oh it's so good i know i, I would enjoy it but it's uh so good yeah but yeah that's uh that's our experience with with game design a little bit on my end and aspirations from peter austin some yeah he's gonna run the entire world one day definitely uh, let us know in the comments below if you have any experience or like if you ever thought about getting into it because i know a lot of people go to college and university and do game design courses and stuff because mm. there's, there's loads of like interesting uh, avenues into the industry. Yeah. I was able to get my job uh, if, in case people are interested just by using transferable skills from an IT support job that I hated. Yeah. Um, it's just sort of a passion and an entry-level position and some transferable skills. And if you interview properly and you go to the right place, exactly, you can you can make your way in. You don't need any the you know the formal qualifications necessarily. Mm. Um, so follow your dreams. Do it. Wink. Wink. Make Pe Call of Duty two for me, please. Yeah, remake Call of Duty two. Peter's favorite thing, <laughs> thing. ever. Yeah. Peter. Yeah. It's it's time for the for the weird. Can you weird. smell that? Mm. It smells weird. It's weird news. Mm. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. 
Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Weird news time, Peter Austin. Yeah. I've got a weird news for you. Okay. I'm taking out my telephone. Yeah, you get yours out. That's where I've, I'm going to whip it out. I'll fill. Yeah. I'll, what I'll do is I'll ask you the question really slowly. So by the time I'm done, you'll be ready. Ben. Yes. Have you heard any weird news this So in Japan, week? Peter, yeah. they take drugs mm. incredibly seriously. I'm talking about drug abuse. Sorry. In Japan, they take drugs Incredibly, incredibly serious. So when they when they uh, blaze it, four hundred and twenty, my dudes, mm. they they frown. Yeah, they do it. And they know, furrow brows. They get dressed up in a nice suit, a nice four hundred and twenty suit, yes. four hundred and twenty yen suit, which is actually worth very little. Yeah, in, like in most currencies. Yeah. Um, so in Japan, yeah, they take drugs very very seriously, very anti drugs. Really, and uh, like you... more like more than elsewhere. Yes. Okay. Very much so. Didn't know that. Uh, so here's a quote from Japan's. Japan Times' Philip's, Philip Brazer, that's hard to say, uh, on the country's stance okay. on, on drugs. Since being arrested for possession of stimulant drugs on June the 2nd, it is assumed that 30-year-old actor Ryo Hashizumi's career is over. As Mark Schilling wrote on the June 15th Japan Times, Hashizumi's latest film, in which he plays a supporting role, was pulled from theatres. It reopened on June the 17th, but with Hashizumi's scenes deleted. It's very serious. Deleted. For all intents and purposes, he had become a non-person in show business. My God. And I mean that literally. Owing to the way drug busts are covered in the media, anyone even accused of using illegal substances is presented as not just a criminal, but something subhuman. Oh, my God. The idea was established in the 1980s with an anti-drug public service announcement with, which used the slogan, Ninjen yamem, Yamemasu Ka, meaning, will you stop being a person? And that, by that, they mean taking drugs. This sounds like a like a witch hunt from like the 1600s. Like, you just have to accuse someone and it's like, oh, well, you're guilty because so someone accused it. you. So they drugs is seen as just like the filthiest most disgusting thing a person can do in Japan or God, one of it they it's societally it's just it's not even frowned upon it's no. just no no don't You're otherwise we will ignore th- that you exist 
And that brings us to Yakuza Judgment, which is a spin-off of Sega's Yakuza series, okay. of course, which is meant to be coming out this year. Uh, the series has been around since PS2 and has a very large following in both Japan and the West. I played Yakuza 6 last year, okay. actually, and it was amazing. And I was talking to uh, Richard Tubman from Cultaholic about it earlier because mm. he's just finished it. So it, needless to say, these games are, are a big deal and people, yeah. people really enjoy them. So we turn to IGN for this report. Sega announced today that it, that it has halted Japanese sales of Yakuza Judgment, the latest action-adventure game from the developer of the Yakuza series. The reason behind this sudden decision is the fact that Pierre Taki, who voices and, whose voice and likeness are used in the game as character Kayohei Hamura, was arrested as a suspect for the usage or possession of drugs. Menichi News reports that the 51-year-old Taki confessed to using a small amount of cocaine and police are currently searching for further evidence. If prosecuted, Taki could face up to seven years in prison. Oh my God, just for a small, just a pinch. Just for a pinch. Just a Delia Smith pinch of cocaine. Just yeah. a dash. Just a, just a, a, a sprinkle. Little sprinkles. Mm. On its official website, Sega announced, we have received reports of an, an arrest and we are current, I'm really struggling with this. I've, put, I've made it so small, I can't even read it. <laughs> And uh, we've received reports of an arrest and we are currently confirming the facts. We're withdrawing judgment from sale in Japan for the time being, oh including both physical and digital editions. Sega also stated that it will no longer promote the game online, with the official Japanese website no longer accessible, and all past tweets by Sega's official Twitter account regarding the game being deleted. Wow. And this has happened before in the Yakuza series. Really? In the recently released remaster of the Japanese version of Yakuza 4, the voice and likeness of policeman Tanimura were recast after the original actor, Hiroki Narumiya, I think, retired from the entertainment industry following unsubstantiated cocaine rumours. So basically, there were rumours about him taking cocaine and he just retired. He had to retire. He just retired. It's other quite than fitting. I mean, it being Yakuza, is it about Japanese organized crime? It is. Right. And do, do Japanese organized criminals do much dabbling in, in the drugums? Well, I don't know, but I still think societally it's just not done. Because, it's just not just seen. because it's so so frowned upon that it's even so taboo. the Yakuza organized crime syndicate mm. of Japan will not do drugs. I can't speak as an authority, but I know there's a great deal of Japanophiles out there who I'm sure will tell us all about it in, mm. the, in the comments. Okay. It's possible that Judgment will similarly... Re- receive a patch that replaces the character model and voice for Taki's character, Hamura. Taki also performs the voice of Olaf in Frozen, in Japan, of course, and in Kingdom Hearts 3. Oh, I, I think I'd heard that. I think I'd heard that Olaf was being removed from Kingdom Hearts 3. Well, that might the be voice. why. Um, and he's also a member of revered electro duo Denki Groove. Okay. Uh, so there's no word yet on whether those projects are going to be affected. Uh, it is not known if this incident will have any influence on the Western release of Judgment, which is scheduled for June the 25th. So I just thought that was really interesting because to many of us, it might seem like a massive overreaction. But it, I think it's just fascinating how Japan views drugs in that Sega have not only pulled the game, but they've deleted all of their promotional tweets about it. Yeah. It's That's not even mad. I mean, you know, if if one or two of the tweets had just been like, you know, a character profile on that guy yeah. or like here's a scene featuring but all promotional um, I bet most of them were just hey this game's coming. Are you yeah. going to enjoy it? Yeah. They had to delete all that. It's all gone. So basically they're kind of pretending that this game doesn't exist. Uh, despite the fact I think that it is uh it is already on sale, right? And people will probably 
find a way to translate it and bootleg it and yeah. throw it around the place. It comes so. with a free crack pipe as well. Oh, <laughs> no. The crack pipe. Uh, but yeah, let us know what you think of that in the comments. Yeah. Um, I, th I just thought that was very weird. Peter Austin, mm. what have you got for me? Uh, ben. Yeah. In Japan. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They take sex very seriously. They take sex. They take sex. Very seriously. They frown while they're having sex. And they wear their special birthday suits. Well, you're absolutely right. They do wear their special birthday suits. Do they? Now, this is a story that was reported by multiple outlets, but I deliberately chose the uh, the inter interpretation by The Sun. Oh, was there a reason for that? Well, because it's The Sun. Okay. And they talk about things like this in an amusing way. Right. <laughs> I'm sure it's perfectly uh, respectful and... Tasteful. Well-worded. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, play away, it says. Okay. Bizarre naked gaming suites at Japanese Love Hotel have dance mats, bongo drum games, and even a slide. A slide. <laughs> yes. Um, so, yes, as I say, it's reported by The Sun. Mm -hmm. uh, Japan's famously cramped living conditions. Okay. Thanks to the sun. Yeah. yeah. Japan's famously cramped living conditions and tight family ties have led to an explosion in, quote, love hotels, where young couples can easily rent a hotel room for a few hours to indulge in activities they'd rather their parents didn't have to listen to. Now, first I, off... I don't know if it's the, for the couples, though, is it? I mean, Usually. I've, I've heard of love hotels. I didn't think that the reason they existed was because people don't want to have sex in their parents' house. No, I'm fairly sure it is a place where one might meet... A lady or man of a the lady night. Or, or man of the hotel. Yes. yes. Some of these are purely functional, uh, offering little more than a bed and possibly a shower, it says. Oh. I should bloody hope so. Japan's famously cramped living conditions. Yeah. But others have taken this simple idea and run wild with it. Whoa, what have they done? They've created some truly outlandish places for getting it on. <laughs> okay, thank getting you. Getting what on? Thank you, The Sun. I'm not sure I understand. Mm-hmm. Um, Hotel Eldia is definitely in the latter camp. Their Ooh. hotels across a wide swathe of Japan offer everything customers might want to keep themselves entertained, from air hockey tables and mm. dartboards to full-size musical arcade machines. Whoa! Um, so essentially, this stems from the fact that someone went to one of these uh, hotel rooms, um, tweeted that they the room basically had a bed... I think a shower and stuff as well, yeah. a coffee table, and then also two giant dance mat arcade machines. Oh my god, it's it's huge. Yeah, and she, I think it was a lady, um, tweeted that like, oh, uh, we we had a dance dance machines in our love hotel room, uh, so we did it naked. Um, I think that's fair. Th th you yeah. would, right? I, Why how not? Many I hope they're wiped down. I really hope they're wiped down because just think how many people have had sex while they're dancing to It's Friday. Friday, got to get down on gotta Friday. Got to get down on Friday. Well, not get down. Well, got to go down on gotta Friday. Got to go down on... Yeah. Who's Friday? Is, is that her name? No, she comes later. Friday. She Af comes after she the comes going... After... after going down. Okay, I see. Uh, there's also this. The bong <laughs> wow, the bongo machine <laughs> is so amazing. It's so suggestive, isn't it? Um, you know, assuming that there's a, a topless woman playing that. I mean, if, if you blindfold the man, he might not know what he's doing. Uh, yeah, suppose not. Yeah. It just conjures up all sorts of images in I'm your just brain. sort of taking the sun approach to that. You really are. Uh, there's one with a climbing wall as well. Why? I mean, we will enclose the link to this uh, article 
in the description of the YouTube version of this podcast. Yes. Uh, so you and also the podcast podcast as well. Oh, can we do that? We can. Okay. I don't know if they can open the link, but it'll be in there. Okay. So um, so uh, you too can look at all these photos featured of Japanese love hotels mm. in the sun. The sun. Uh, if moving your feet isn't really your thing, but you need to get your rhythm game fixed, you've also got the option of beating on some massive bongos. Good. Thanks, the sun. Thank you, the sun. Another room is equipped with that other arcade staple, Taiko no Tatsujin. Oh, yeah. Love that. Which has two giant drums in lieu of controllers. Hmm. Okay. The fun doesn't end there, though. What? With plenty of other gaming options available. As well as PlayStation VR setup. Ooh. Who is going to a love hotel to do some loving in the hotel and putting a VR headset on? I have no idea. It's bizarre. I've no. There's all sorts of interesting. Well, maybe it's just for someone who wants to go there on their own and they can watch some special films. Right. Maybe. As well as PlayStation VR setup, other rooms have setups for naughty karaoke. <gasps> what does that mean? Dirty darts. What does that mean? And even adult air hockey. Excuse me. How do you adult air hockey? Do you just have a fast-moving projectiles? A man or a woman of your choice floating on little air pockets? Oh and you wow! You just push them around. That sounds wonderful. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> Um, so I just wanted to draw that to your attention. Wow, really. thank you. I, I was worried when you said in Japan, comma, that oh, you no. might say they have these things called love hotels. No, I then went on to talk about drug abuse, drug abuse. and then just couldn't even read it because of my ailing eyes. So, you know, it's kind of balancing out. Just don't do drugs in the hotel. In Japan, it's it's a it's a sad time because you can't do the four twenties. No, you can't. Not that we would suggest that anyone would ever do that. Blaze it, my dudes. But what you can do mm. is for the rock bottom price of forty pounds a night, I believe. Is it really? Yeah, <laughs> uh, I didn't read that bit actually. I sort of skimmed that's over it. That's unbelievable. Um, that's got to be for the cheapest room. Uh, if you're looking for a weekday romp accompanied by some rhythm action gaming, the room can be yours for two hours, not a night. Oh, okay. For 6,490 yen, which is 44 pounds, going up to about 50 quid on the weekends. That's insane, isn't two it? Two hours. I mean, uh, I think I'd need a lot longer than that oh. to play PSVR is what I'm talking about. Peter usually just goes to a regular arcade. Yeah, and, and he's, gets he's naked. slowly <laughs> ticking them off, the ones he's not allowed to go back to. Lies across the air hockey table and says, Wee! Puck me, puck me. Puck me harder. <laughs> puck me. <laughs> right. What about the slide? I didn't hear how the slide came well, into Well, there's this. just a photo of a slide. Maybe you, it literally you get came naked into this, and slide know. down into the bathroom. There it is. It's got a bend on it. <laughs> you could go straight into the shower. Just... <laughs> One room, even your, your bare skin, yeah, getting friction burns. Make sure you leave all enough of your down. lube so you can go down the slide. Oh, One room even God. comes with a slide that ends up in the bathroom. Okay, perfect, amazing. You could piss down it, couldn't you? Oh, why would you? Yeah, well, well why wouldn't you? You could. Uh, so, well, there we go. That's our that's our weird new weird news. Weird news. Weird news. It's time for question three, Peter. Excellent. What we got? Uh, well, this is from Jamie Star. Jamie it sounds Star. like some sort of celebrity. It's Ringo's brother, uh, Freddie. Yes. Borderlands 3 is expecting to be announced at PAX East. <gasps> In what way do you predict the game to differ? And do you think the large gap between 2 and 3, do you think it's been facing development issues? I mean, it does say that, doesn't it? It does say that. You can forgive me for stumbling. No, it's fine. Do you think the large gap between 2 and 3, do you think it's been facing development issues, Ben? 
<laughs> thank you. You're welcome. Uh, thank you, Jamie, for that. Um, I am so excited about Borderlands 3. You're a big old Border fan, aren't but, you? Uh, Border, Border fans. Border fans 2 was was one of my favorite games. Oh, really? Uh, and and I played it to death, both the original on, on PlayStation 3 and also the, the one that was released in the Handsome Collection. Yeah. Um, so I've been waiting for this for a long time. It's been seven years. Goodness me. It's been seven years That's since Borderlands time. 2. Um, quickly running down what Gearbox has been up to in the meantime. Well, this is what I want to touch on, but yeah, please. This is just developed, by the uh, by the way. They've published a few things, mm-hmm. but develop-wise, uh, since Borderlands 2, we've had Aliens Colonial Marines, yeah, which we all know about. Mm. We've had Borderlands the pre-sequel, which they helped with, but they didn't preliminarily? Uh, preliminarily. They didn't, they, they weren't the primary developers. Um, I think it was 2K Australia. Okay. They were the primary developers. Uh, they've also done Borderlands the Handsome Collection, mm-hmm. Battleborn, which also didn't end too great, yeah, and Borderlands 2 VR. So Borderlands hasn't been getting a huge amount of love from them since uh, since Borderlands 2 was released. People have been clamoring for Borderlands 3 for a while. Uh, we saw stuff at, I believe, GDC Game Developers Conference last year. They did a panel showing off their new engine, and it was very clearly cel-shaded in that Borderlands style, and mm-hmm. it was clearly Borderlands. And they released a little teaser this week on Twitter, yeah, uh, saying or suggesting that it's probably going to be announced at their PAX panel with the um, billboard, yeah, Bill with the Borderlands, the, the Bill Borderlands, Bill, Bill William Borderlands, William Borderlands here. Uh, from every single Borderlands game, usually starts with them um, in the desert and it's panning up, and there's like a skag or some kind of creature running around on the floor, and there's always a dilapidated board, uh, board. Borderland. Borderland. Yeah. What am I looking for? What's William. the word? Billy. A William. Billboard. Yeah. A William board. A billboard. Oh, God, this is exhausting. It is, it? yeah. Um, so, yeah, it looks like it's happening. Peter, what are you saying? Uh, I'm saying, you know, I although I'm personally not a, a border fan, mm-hmm. I'm not a, an anti-border man, but uh, I've, I just haven't really dabbled too much. You're beyond the borderlands. Yeah, I'm, beyond, I'm well beyond the borderlands. Um, I know full well that it's certainly what Gearbox do best. Mm-hmm. So it's nice yeah. that they will be uh, returning to that. I mean, if you include things they've published as well as developed, yeah, um, you know, Aliens, Colonial Marines, Duke uh, mm. Nukem Forever. Yeah. Um, those two certainly didn't go super well. We do have, we, we've got a couple of friends at Gearbox and uh, yeah. I think, you know, everyone knows how well things were and weren't received. I don't mind saying so. No, of course. Um, Bulletstorm, I I mean, that certainly went down better. I didn't like the characters personally. I thought they were all assholes. Mm. Did you play Bulletstorm? Didn't they, di- did, they did, because it was People Can't Fly I think you developed it originally. I think they published the remaster. The full recently. clip edition. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I couldn't really get into it. I was sort of baffled why it had been remastered and, and re-released because yeah, it was a long line of strange remasters we've had recently. Yeah, and then weird. We Happy Few, I think, ultimately turned out, uh, you know, to be a fairly fun experience. But I think initially that also suffered from people thinking it was going to be one thing, and then it right. turned out to be something a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, so the fact that it looks like Borderlands 3 is going to be coming out. We all know that they can do that well. Mm-hmm. We know that Borderlands is a, is a pretty game. Yeah. Um, and uh, all you need to do is is throw in a million guns with so many different customizable uh, forms yes. that uh, that's, that's all they need to do. Yeah. And the humor needs to be there as well. They've got, yeah. they've got a great team of writers there. I know it was... Um, oh, what's Ashley Birch's brother called? 
Ashley Birch is uh, is a voice actress. Right. Um, did Aloy in Horizon Zero Dawn, oh, yeah. among various other things. Her brother, who I am blanking on the name of right now, is uh, he he wrote I believe wrote Borderlands too, and he worked for Gearbox. I don't know if okay. he's still there. Right. Um, but he was really good. And if they can get a decent writing team together again, then then it should it should be fine as long as the humor's there because it always just poked fun mm-hmm. at, at itself the whole time. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, the I'd, DLC I'd, and stuff was always very uh, DLC was excellent. There was um, there fun. was a Dungeons and Dragons DLC, yeah, where then you could hear the the characters playing Dungeons and Dragons in the voiceover while you were playing, right? And they would say, "Hey, hang on, no, that sounds stupid." So they'd put you up against the the dungeon master would say and then there was a a massive dragon that did 10 million damage and then this huge dragon appears in front of you that you can't hurt and it right. just one hits you yeah they say whoa whoa that's not fair and then it suddenly just turns into like a little rabbit oh that's cool um so that was really good like the, i really love this the series and i've been waiting for this for a long time i don't know why they haven't ported borderlands one to ps4 yet because i think people would really like to play that yeah i would um, even though, in my opinion, it wasn't as good as Borderlands 2. Okay. That's, some people don't think that. Um, but in terms of where it could go and, and what's happening with it, um, Tales from the Borderlands, which was the Telltale series, mm. was enjoyed by people... Because Borderlands can be quite divisive, I find. Some people just don't get Borderlands and, and are kind of put off by it, which I do understand because, you know, you've got this dubstep spouting little robot boy that yeah. some people don't like. Um Tales from the Borderlands was enjoyed by both fans of Borderlands and people who couldn't care less about Borderlands because it was so well written. Yeah. And it felt like the best realized story that Borderlands has ever done, even though it wasn't developed by Gearbox. Right. But it has been confirmed as canon. So those brilliant characters that were developed in that series could potentially show up in some okay. form or another. And I would lose my mind because usually you have a selection of vault hunters that you can choose to play as. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, they have their own perks and skill trees and stuff. If those characters were available yeah. as playable, then I would lose my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would still love to just bump into them at some point during some quest line. Uh, bearing in mind, we're never going to get a second season of Tales from the Borderlands, yeah, well, which is kind of sad. Rip. Um, my one experience with Borderlands 1 is uh, Lewis from the Ogscast uploaded a video of his dad watching some uh, footage of him and Simon fighting Skagzilla, which is like yeah. a boss. Yeah. And uh, because it's a boss, they're having to absolutely wail on it and fire missile after missile at it. Mm-hmm. And his dad doesn't understand the concept of, you know, it, it should just go down, right, if one missile hits it. Yeah. And he, he says, oh, guns appear to be powerless against it. <laughs> <laughs> Which I love. Sounds like an NPC. Yeah. Um, a lot, though, has changed in the games industry over the last seven years. Uh-huh. So some people are concerned that maybe it could be microtransactioned out the wazoo. Oh, my God, imagine. That it could be loot-crated out the wazoo. That it could just be the the vessel for Gearbox uh, and uh, 2K's attempt at sort of a Destiny or an Anthem. Oh, no. Which it would might just be worst-case scenario. Might become a Battle Royale. Oh, no. Well, they did Battleborn. That wasn't a Battle Royale, but that was their attempt at a MOBA or yeah. a hero shooter, and that didn't go very well. Um, so there there are plenty of ways this could be horrifying, but if they stuck to the fundamentals that made Borderlands 2 so great, I cannot wait. I want to see it, and I want to play it yesterday. Well, it's coming not yesterday, but uh, sometime 
probably next year i would i would imagine i but, hope so man yeah i'm ready i really want to play it and uh hopefully if if this is true and this is happening as peter said we we do have some friends over at gearbox so we will try and bring you all the coverage that mm. we can of it um oh, i'm just so excited yeah I'm so excited. I'm happy for you, man. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I'll try and get EA to bring back one of those Star Wars games for you. Oh, I don't and think that, they will. That'll make you happy. Oh, no. Sorry. Call of Duty 2. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what you want. Yeah. Above anything. Yeah. EA, bring back Call of Duty 2, <laughs> please. Well, those are all of the questions we've had this week, apart from one more, what? because it's time for the big discussion. Discussion. Ben. Ter. Discussion. Benter. Peter. Benter. Ben. Yes. Where did the PlayStation Classic go wrong? Uh, says Mike Bell. Says Mike Bell. Does yeah. Mike Bell go on? He does. I mean, that's his. That's his headline. Right. Um. He what he actually the actual words that he said are: I love my SNES Mini, and the success of that and the NES Mini were great, but the PS1 Mini failed. Mm. Why do you think that was? And if you could compile your own list of games for a PS2 Mini, what would you choose? Oh. Mm. So a little bit of background on the PlayStation Classic as it was called. Mm. Um, so Sony saw the success of Nintendo's little mini retro consoles and thought, yes, we're going to do that. I think we all saw that and thought that. Yeah. Please, let's have a PlayStation Mini. How could they possibly screw it up, Peter? Well, many ways. Many, many ways. So it was released last year just before Christmas, mm. um, and the price point was £99.89, pounds, which yeah. is already more expensive than the NES and the SNES Mini. And I realize that the, the games and the licensing are probably far more complicated when it comes to Nintendo games because they basically own everything they, they put out there. Yeah. And they haven't gone anywhere else in the meantime. Um, but there were lots of good games on it. And the, lots, the, of, the lots classic, of other games as well. Classic. So we had games like... Uh, no, not that one. Not that one. Not that one. Not that one. Not that Final Fantasy VII. Oh, yeah. Uh, not that one. No. Not that one. Not that Oh, Metal Gear Solid. Metal Gear Solid's on uh, there, Not yeah. that one. Not that one. Not that one. Uh, Re Resi 1. Uh, not that one. Tekken 3 is on there. Oh, Tekken 3. And then some others. And then the other ones on other there. Ones there are on were, there, there are well. also other ones on Odd there. Odd World. Uh, yeah. We've put together a little sort of checklist of crit criticisms of the console. Yeah. Uh, because it was not reviewed well. No. Fans weren't very happy. And as a result, it hasn't sold very well, which is sort of what we're trying to explore today. I'm an enormous classic PS1 enormous. fan. He's got a huge collection. I've got a huge Well, it's not that big, actually, but uh, it's what you do. Uh, it, I don't think um, I was ever excited for this because I think they announced the game list at the, at the time that they announced them. Oh, no, I think there was there was a brief period, I think, where we knew it was coming, but we didn't know the list of games. Didn't and they do then a gradual re reveal as well? Yeah, like, I can't remember. I saw them all sure. in one go anyway. I must have like missed okay. the boat if it was gradual. But certainly, the moment that I saw what games were coming out on this, I was like, okay, well, I'm not getting one of those. I, I'm, not, I'm not interested. Like, you know, there's about six or seven games on there that I, I would be interested in playing. And actually, I own most of them. Yeah, uh, of, the, of the of the good ones that I wanted to play anyway. <laughs> Me too. Um, so yeah, um, that was that was my overall impression. I wasn't like I saw it and thought, cool. Yeah, and then you know, eighty nine pounds is a lot of money, mm. and uh, we'll get on to what the alternatives are really, including Raspberry Pi, which some people have done. Uh, they've 3D printed a PS1, yeah. mini PS1, and then just stuck a Raspberry Pi in it that can play everything. You can also... Again, we wouldn't, we wouldn't encourage this. No. But you can hack your uh, actual real PS1 mini 
to um can you really you can like plug a usb into it with just isos on it hmm. and they appear like you can even have it like on that front menu with all the box art so you can slide oh, wow. through and, like the box art for like every game that you want will come up i didn't know that yeah there's a hack for it that actually makes it seem like it might be worth getting now well it, yeah yeah except apart Sony from, should have done it officially and they? also apart from the reasons that we're about to mention yeah uh, so it was missing many you know, game prominent games like mm. uh, I've, I just picked a few that some people complained about, like Castlevania Symphony of the Night, yeah. Silent Hill, mm. Chrono Cross, Tomb Raider, uh, The Legend of Dragoon, Parappa the Rapper. You would have thought would be on there, yeah, as it just as a standard that hasn't gone anywhere. They haven't done anything with that. No Spyro and Crash is the big one, and we know obviously Activision now has them, yeah. But Final Fantasy VII's on there. Uh, what else? What else we got? Tekken's on there. Grand Theft Auto's on there. Rayman is presumably still owned by Ubisoft. Ubisoft. Yeah. Yeah. It's just weird that those two, basically the mascots of PS1, yeah. aren't there. Um, I mean, maybe Activision said no because, you know, Ensign was already out and they were like, well, we're kind of using him now. Thank you very much. And yeah. Spyro, which I don't think was out at the time, but mm. they knew that that was on its way as well. Maybe I think it like... might have just come out. Okay. It's like a couple of, like a month before. Yeah. Then. But still, yeah. Maybe they just didn't want to share those. Yeah, it's possible. So that was weird. And then we've also got that the controllers, they don't have analog sticks or rumble functionality, which is a bit of a bummer with things like Metal Gear Solid. Ape Escape. With the Psychomantis oh, the fight. Psychomantis, yeah. And stuff. Any games that are in, that you control a 3D character around a 3D space are, are a lot weirder to control with a d-pad Apescape um, wouldn't have worked at all because there were independent controls on d-pad versus like you needed you needed your d-pad and your thumbsticks to oh play really? Apescape. yeah for oh. like selecting uh like your tools and stuff and using them so uh yeah that's a, that's a bummer uh, yeah. there's no filter options like graphic smoothing or scan lines like you used to get on crt yeah. so a lot of the complaints stem from the games just don't look weirdly even though they've been upscaled to 720p, they don't look as good as they did on CRT it makes screens. Them look strange, yeah, because yeah, CRT sort of used to hide some of the rough edges, yeah. and now you can just see it warts and all, mm -hmm. and there's no graphics options, which you I think you can get on the NES and the SNES Mini, or it might not even need it on there. Well, Ben, um, yeah, you can actually, in a way, you can get them. Okay, on your PS1 Mini, and not even really by hacking. Okay. So basically, the way the games run on a PS1 Mini is there's an open source emulator on there. There is. So Sony have just used an open source emulator. Um, if you plug in a USB keyboard yeah. into your uh, PS1 Mini, press Escape, a load of emulator settings come up on no. screen, including scan lines, uh, region select, because also randomly, the games that were featured, some were PAL and some were NTSC, right. which means they, they work in different ways and like some of them don't run very well. Okay. Uh, but there's region select. You can have more save files. Um, th there's all kinds of options on there that are literally already built into the open source emulator that Sony used in oh, see, their... Open source means free. Free. That, that someone else made. All they had to do was make it so that you could press like... All your shoulder buttons at the same time, and that menu comes up. Or start and select, yeah. and that menu comes up, and you can just flick those. It's in there. All you have to do is plug a USB keyboard in. You're not hacking. I didn't know that. Yeah. <sighs> That's insane. 
Yeah, that's, that's absolutely insane. It is mad. Speaking of which, uh, Geek.com reports, instead of using their own proprietary software, Sony is using open source software to mm-hmm. run the PlayStation Classic, specifically PCSX Rearmed. The problems inherent with this emulator are very much present here. Every game has muddy-looking graphics with inconsistent frame rates. Audio can sometimes run slower than it's supposed to. The original PlayStation is graphically inferior by today's standards, but its games looked far better than they do on the PlayStation Classic. <laughs> Brilliant. Then, of course, too expensive. Um, they didn't really sell very well. Loads of people reporting that worked at like GameStops and supermarkets that they just had stock coming out their ears. Yeah. Um, and it's now on sale for $40. Well, I mean, that just makes it more tempting to me now that I know that, you know, I can you just... can get one a lot cheaper. Well, I can get one a lot cheaper and put loads of ISOs on it. If, if you I, do that, I'll probably follow suit. You'll you, probably you take that call risk the police first. on me, right? Oh, of course, yeah, I will. It's a big okay. illegal thing, bad thing to do. Thrown in prison. But th- it all seems very weird when you consider that the PlayStation Vita TV, which I still think is a criminally overlooked device that they released, and mm-hmm. I have one at home, and I think it's amazing. Yeah. It plugs into the, the uh, just into the mains. You can use a, a PS3 controller or a PS4 controller on it. It connects to your Wi-Fi or through uh, an Ethernet connection. Yeah. And it's basically the, the PlayStation Vita handheld operating system on a little device that you can plug via HDMI into your TV. Yeah. So you can play Vita games. You can play your PSP games. You can play the vast selection of PS1 classics that they've got on their store mm-hmm. that a lot of people probably already own just by having a PS3 if they had one for so many years, right. like I do. And you can get all the Spyro games. You can get all the Crash games. Mm. You can get Crash Team Racing. You can get all the Final Fantasy games. You can get Metal Gear Solid. There's so much stuff on there and so many weird niche things as well. And... Because I think they've stopped manufacturing them now, they are they are a little more expensive. Right. But I got mine for like fifty quid several years ago, mm. and it's just way better than than this sounds. Yeah. Um, and then of course you have got the Raspberry Pi route, or mm-hmm. buying one and just accessing the settings that are in it anyway. Yeah. Um, the one other disappointing thing about this is that. You know, probably probably the biggest issue is is the game selection that is on there. Mm. You know, it's it's, it's lacking. The, the most disappointing news that I've read about this whole thing is that uh, data miners have found a load of information on there that shows numerous other games were tested on there, really? but not included. Would you like a rundown of just a selection <laughs> of the really, really good ones? Although there were like 36 of them or something. I would. I would like that Counted rundown, Counted them please. myself. Did you? Yeah. Crash 1 and 2. Yep. Toy Story 2. Oh, wow. Okay. Driver. Yeah. Gran Turismo. You one. can't get past the first level of driving. No, Everyone no. knows that's not allowed. They, they left that in. Yeah. Uh, Gran Turismo 1. Yeah. GTA 2. Yeah, why the hell wasn't Gran Turismo on there? I don't know. Uh, GTA 1 was on there, wasn't it? But yes. GTA 2, apparently not. Okay. Uh, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. That was an excellent game. I love that game. Klonoa. Don't know that one. I love that. Cl- uh, Cooler World, the one where you're a ball. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Soul Reaver. Yeah. Medal of Honor. Oh, yeah. Medieval. I know you're not a fan of that. Right, but yeah, but still, it's an important one. Yeah. Rapper the Rapper, they tested. Right. Parasite Eve. Yeah. Ridge Racer. Uh-huh. Like the original, because Type 4 was on there, I think. But uh, Silent Hill was tested. Yeah. Tomb Raider 1 and 2. Tomb B1, or Tomb Bar in America, but we didn't call it that because it means tomb in Italian. So you don't want to sell a game in Europe called Tomb. Right. T- Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. Yeah. Oh, and- man. That would have been so good. And Vagrant Story, which is like a JRPG that I- I've never played. I played a bit of Vagrant Story. Yeah. That was like a, yeah, it was like a really hard Final Fantasy but game. But some people are really into it. Oh, people that love was that was apparently game. tested, and they didn't make it. That's a, like That list alone would have made an incredible PlayStation oh, yeah. classic. If they'd been that. on there, I would have played that. 
I, I, I assume with it. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2, the licensing for the music would be really complicated. Oh my god, nowadays. imagine that. Yeah, uh, because I could... don't think that ever got a PlayStation Classic release. But like, worst case, you could just remove the sound. Well, it probably won't be be the same, would it? But yeah, just know. with stock, stock. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what's it called? royalty Scar free. Music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Or they could they could put out like a call saying we're we're re-releasing Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 on the Classic Mini, which yeah. modern like rock or punk bands would like a track on there. Yeah, because you know? I imagine a lot of people who enjoy that kind of music are very much part of the skating scene and played that kind of game yeah. when they growing up. Mm. Yeah, I think this the real tragedy here is that it's such a missed opportunity because they they had a chance to see what their competitor was doing. Yeah. And then they did it worse. They could have had it so you could connect it to the internet yeah. and add more games with microtransactions or something mm-hmm. or even just like say I don't want this game that's on there. Yeah. I'd like to swap it for another God, one. God, imagine. There cool. were so many options, but then there were weird things that made you think, oh, I could, maybe they did care mm. because the open button on the top of the the mini yeah. uh, is only used for games like Final Fantasy VII and Metal Gear Solid where you had to change disc. Yeah. So you just press that when it says it in the the ROM that's yeah. on there, or the ISO, um, and and it'll, it'll change it, which change is a really nice view. little feature. Mm. But then there's so much wrong with it. I just don't understand how, like, they should have really cared about this. This is their legacy. Yeah. And they just ruined it. They just, I think they just thought, like, oh, if we just rush something out, people will buy it. They're buying the Nintendo ones. They'll buy ours, right? Uh, That's how it works. People just buy it. I mean, this year is the anniversary. uh, No, it's not. Next year, I think, is the 20th anniversary of the PS2. Is it? I think. Oh, my God. Citation needed. So, I mean, I think part of the question was, uh, what would we like to see on a PS2 classic? So, absolutely. If we do a quick rundown, do you have any any um, preferences? Any I ideas? have, I have a couple that I would like. I would really like uh, t- <clears throat> Time Splitters. Of course, I'd, I'd really like Time Splitters on yeah. there, please. Obviously, God of War should be in mm-hmm. there. Uh, probably, what's the one where you're the wolf who does the painting? Okami. Okami. Where you're the wolf who does the painting. Yeah. He's I'm, just sort of standing I'm just trying to think of really important. In front of a canvas. Can you just come back in a minute? I'm doing <laughs> those little wolf paws. Um, yeah, just prominent PS2 games I'm thinking of. You know, the the, the big, the really big boys. Tekken uh, Tag was my favorite Tekken of all. I think even more than Tekken 3, which was on the classic yeah. mini, PS1 classic mini. Yeah. Final Fantasy X should probably go on there. Yeah. Uh, people love that game, although obviously there's an HD remaster uh, available on PS4 and PS3. Well, so exactly. I wondered say. about Bully, um, but that's also, yeah. you can get that on Steam oh, now. San Andreas still. and San stuff. Andre- yeah, all the GTA games. Because these games, I mean, I imagine the ISOs for them aren't the biggest things in the world, and with modern storage and technolo- mm. technology, technology, they they could easily fit them on there. But, you know, you're, you've got a couple of games on the PS1 Classic that would run you tens and tens of hours. Mm. But on the PS2, they could all be like 30-hour games. Yeah. All yeah. of them. Uh, what about you, though? What have you got? Resident Evil 4 is probably one oh, of my... Yeah. It's, it's maybe top three of my favorite PS2 games of all time. It might even be number one. I don't know. I don't like to say that thing. But uh, mm. Soul Calibur 2, I really enjoyed as well. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite Soul Calibur. Yep. Um, Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. People gushing enough about Kingdom Hearts 3. I think plenty of people would love to play Kingdom Hearts 1 again. Mm-hmm. Um, Jack and Daxter and Ratchet and Clank, yep. obviously. Yep, yep. Sort of the second generation mascots of PlayStation. And um, Burnout, maybe. Burnout Revenge. Perhaps Killzone. Killzone, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never played much Killzone, but um, I know mm. that that was there. I remember reading... I think I got a magazine when 
Killzone was announced, and the 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 front page was Killzone, Sony's new secret weapon against Halo. Oh yeah, it was the Halo killer, wasn't yeah. it? It was like, no, it's just it's just a bit brown. Yeah. Just a bit of a brown brown. brown shooter. Mm. It feels like you're running in treacle all the time. Oh no. Uh but yeah, hopefully if they do decide to do a follow-up, they do it justice this time because I think Sony gets put off by this stuff. They make these incredible handhelds and people don't buy them mm. and then they stop promoting them or they never promoted them in the first place. Yeah. And then they've got this PS1 classic that they really promoted but half-assed. Mm. And they might just be like, oh, well, people clearly don't like mini consoles yeah. and they never bother again. Hopefully they do. Hopefully they do it the way that... that you know, we've suggested mm -hmm. in that they've they pay attention to the things they didn't do correctly last yeah. time. Just learn from your mistakes. I really hope so. We'll see. Well, thank you very much, Jamie, for that question. And mm. let us know in the comments below what you think about uh, the PS1 Classic, if you've got one, and what you'd like to see on a PS2 Classic. Um, and if you've got that Nezel SNES Mini as well, and, yeah. and what you like about that that you think PlayStation should definitely do. What should be on the N64 Mini if oh, that will happen? Oh, God. I'd love one think. of those. Just a tiny, horrid controller. <laughs> yeah. Even harder to use than before. Um, yeah, let us know what you think of all the things we've discussed today in the comments below. Mm. That's about it for today. Peter, where can they find us on the places? You can find us on almost all of the places at Team Triple Jump. We are youtube.com forward slash Team Triple Jump. Mm. We're also on Twitch where we stream three times a week at 3 p.m. GMT. Uh, check out our Twitter for information on that. And our Twitter itself is twitter.com forward slash Team Triple Jump. We've also got Facebook for the other social media things if you're over 65. Yes. Um, you can support us on Patreon mm. at patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. And if you're of a certain tier, you get worst games ever two days early. You can also post questions to the podcast. All tiers. All tiers can do that. Yeah. And you can also get access to an exclusive room on our Discord, which is bit.ly forward slash team triple jump. We've got a website, haven't we, Ben? We have. It's triple J. Dot mup, mm. And you can buy merch and all sorts of other things, mugs and swimsuits for some reason. Uh, so do consider going and doing that. Thank you very much. <laughs> Will you ever consider putting the swimsuit in different colors? No. 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 It was. It's a joke. Stop buying. No, stop, don't stop buying. Stop buying. It's them. really good. They probably have fairly good margins, I imagine. <laughs> yeah, I assume so. <laughs> There's so many holes in it. Yeah. Um, lists. We do those every week. They go out Tuesdays and Thursdays. Streams, as Peter said, Monday Tuesday and Thursday at 3 p.m. GMT. Worst Games Ever is fortnightly. Uh, the week coming up is a Worst Games Ever week. Yes, it is. And that'll go out on Friday for patrons on Sun and Sundays for everybody else. And the podcast is every Saturday. Mm -hmm. I think that's all. Yes. I think we've done it all. Thank you very much for watching slash listening. Uh, probably should have mentioned it at the start of the show, but we've, we're on everything now. As far as we're aware, we're on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, Podbean, Podbean. Uh, Acast is where we're hosted. Yeah. All the links are in the description if you want to try and find us audio-wise or if you're listening on one place that you know was confirmed and we're just waiting for yours to pop up. And if we're not on your platform of choice yet, tweet us at uh, Team Triple Jump and let us know where you'd like us to show up and we'll do our best to get that to happen. Get on. You. Peter, thank you very much. Thank you, today. Ben, very much as well. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. 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 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.